let's get into this, okay? So God, I, I kind of covered all this. God never changes. His love has always been perfect and complete. He keeps no record of wrong. What caused death? God is life, and he is light. In fact, if you go look, every time Jesus showed up at a, at a uh, funeral, what happened? The funeral was disrupted. They came to life because I am the resurrection and the life. Well, if he's never caused death, because if we've seen Jesus, we've seen the Father and the Holy Spirit, then what caused death at Noah? What caused death at Sodom and Gomorrah? What caused death all through Scripture? Was it God? Can't be. Can't be. God keeps no record of wrong, so he wasn't irritated about man's sin. What was he irritated about? The devil got them to believe the wrong thing in their heart, and now they started to die. Does that make sense? All right. So Jesus is the word of the Father concerning our lives. Every scripture has to line up with Jesus or we're mixing good and evil. Let's go through this. I'll try to explain this. This is the very first, uh, you may not be able to see it in the back there, but this is the very first um, verse in the Bible, Genesis 1-1, and I just took it out of Bible Hub. If you want to go see how you find the Greek and Hebrew, go to BibleHub.com, find the verse you want. New Covenant will show you the Greek translation, Old Covenant will show you Hebrew. It's pretty cool. So this is Genesis 1-1, and I'm not a Hebrew scholar, so Bereshit bara Elohim et hasamayim wet haares. Haaretz. There's actually a newspaper in Israel called Haaretz. All right? So let's read this from right to left. In the beginning, created God. Then there's that thing in the middle. A left off. The first letter of the Hebrew alphabet and the last letter of the alphabet. And a left, the picture, that kind of N-looking thing there right in the middle. Does this thing work? There used to be a dot on this thing. I don't know how to do it, though. Oh, yeah. Oop. Anyway, never mind. You can't see it. Okay. In the beginning, created God. Untranslated thing right in the middle. Looks like an N and kind of a little, another N, a small N. The heavens and the earth. All right. What's the very th- first thing God did? Created heaven and earth. Okay. Now, to a Jewish mind, if, if the heaven and earth, what that means is, in the very beginning, God, it's where heaven meets earth. So in the very beginning, God said, I'm cruising out, hanging out with man. I never separated us. I created heaven and earth, and I came down, and I was freely walking with Adam and Eve in the garden. I, there was nothing separating us from God. It's where heaven and earth, the Jewish temple, they said, this is the new, the new temple in heaven and earth now. It's where heaven meets earth. This is where God meets with man. Follow me? But in the beginning, God met with every man. That's what he said. In the beginning, it was like this. I hung out with man. And the reason I could do that was because that little left top in the very middle is Jesus. He said, I am the left top. Now, we read it in Greek, and it says, I am the Alpha and Omega. Alpha is the first word in the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last. But how many of you guys know Jesus spoke Hebrew? So he was telling them, I'm fulfilling every jot and tittle. I'm fulfilling that very first verse where heaven meets earth because my message has always been to you, Jesus. You get it? Jesus is the Aleph, that, that capital-looking N. The picture of that is a ox or a sacrificial lamb. And Toph, that little small N, the picture of that in the Hebrew language is a cross. In the beginning, my message to mankind was, I'm always going to forgive their sin and meet with them because of the ox on the cross. 
Get it? Okay. So, does he ever change? So that was his idea and will always be his idea. I've removed sin from man so they can come to me in nothing but love. They're innocent. I love them perfectly as if sin never happened. The whole message about your life has always been, I'm gonna be, heaven is going to meet earth. I'm going to meet with man because of Jesus. The very first verse in the Bible. Now we can start to start translating scriptures from some of this background. Follow me? Does this make sense to you guys? Or do you want me to give you fire and brimstone commands to follow and make you feel bad and go, the heck with this, I'm going to go drink a beer and watch the game because I can't handle this stuff. So I'd rather you be inspired. Follow me? Okay. All right. Oop, wrong way. Okay, Genesis 2.15. We're in the garden. And this may take two services because it's... I remember when my brain started going on this, and with Sodom and Gomorrah, I'm like, wait a minute, Jesus could never, God doesn't change, he's not the one zapping them with brims, what's going on, right? Because I think that, that affects our heart, where we can't receive from him freely if we see him as judgmental. Follow me? All right. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth, I'm going to meet with man right where I built everything. We saw that, Genesis 1, Right? And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. So what caused death? God, who, because I am life? I am the resurrection? Isn't that stupid? If he caused death, I'm going to kill you, but I'm going to raise you. Come on, guys. This is the very first time death is, death is mentioned in the Bible. So what caused death? Mixing grace and works. Evil in the old Hebrew, go look it up, is toilsome labor as a servant. God's good, we just sang that. He's a good, good God, right? Good, good Father. But he also makes you work for it. That was the judgment that God's going to place. The only wrath God ever had was on that, the serpent. I can't stand it that you got man to believe in the wrong thing. I'm going to eventually judge that, where you're, I'm going to judge the wrong teaching. And that's why he comes out of, when he cleanses the temple, and he comes out and he says, what does he say to the fig tree? Actually, he curses the fig tree. And what does he say about the fig tree? No man shall ever, it looks good, but there's no fruit on it, because works cannot produce fruit. Works can only produce what? Works. Works of the flesh. Anger, strife, murder. That's why Christians are, <clears throat> Right? They go, dude, you don't do this, any of this? You don't fast, read, what, what? How come you're happy? Because I'm hanging out. I'm receiving 24-7 from him. Amen? I'm in that land flowing with milk and honey. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that things don't work. Trust me, she knows. Right, Laura? You saw that worship practice. <laughs> anyway, hey, I heard you had a birthday. Where'd you go? No, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I was going to see if you blushed. Okay, all right. We love you. Okay, all right. I won't say where we went. I took her there, actually, so I wouldn't get her in trouble. Anyway, of the tree of the garden, you may freely eat, but don't, don't eat from this tree that mixes good and mixes what? Evil, toilsome labor. If you think you have to be serving God and he's going to judge you based on your faith, your works, your anything, what's it going to cause? You're going to die. So 
the root of all death has to be a mixture of law and grace. Believing the wrong thing is what produced death in man. Does that make sense to you guys? might take you a while because you're so used to, like, sin, right? No, he, he keeps no record of it. It can't be what it is. What's producing death is the wrong teaching that we believe, that he, he, do, he does anything but loves, favors, prospers us based on his work. Don't mix anything with that because a little bit of leaven what, does what? Messes up the whole thing. Follow me? All right. So, so we, God could never cause death because he goes, I am the life and I am the resurrection. Follow me? What caused death? Our own belief system caused death. Where we believe anything other than Jesus is the word of God about my life. If we believe anything other than that, it'll cause death. Follow me? All right. So, no, it was feeding on the mixture. Oh, I gave it to you. I forgot I put that up there. So I was trying to get you a thought process so you, you don't go, what did he say? I want you to think about it so it gets established in your heart. Are we cool on that? That the mixture, the first time that death has been mentioned, he goes, if you eat from this tree, which is the wrong teaching, the devil's going to tell you you need to do something. He's going to go, God's really good, but you got to do a little bit yourself too. You got to be obedient. You got to be responsible. And Jesus goes, no, my, I, I don't, he, he corrects in the new covenant, he corrects the devil on that time. He goes, listen, he's not even talking about physical food. Do you need to eat physical food to live? Yes. But how man's going to find life is by the good news that comes out of the father's mouth. And what did he say right before we went to the desert? This is my beloved son, and I'm well pleased with him. And he just got baptized in sin. He's carrying the sin of the world, and he comes out, and what does he say? See, I believe he moved sin from the West, because that's what it says. The minute he comes out of the water, he's without sin now. I really believe this. My views of this have totally changed, because if he's not without sin, then how could the Holy Spirit come? And that's why we saw that. When he crossed over the water, he said, I've crossed over the water, and he found the paralytic man, and he said, hey, what's easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or get up and walk, you paralyzed guy? He goes, but to prove to you that I can remove sin, get up and walk. His, the whole time he told him to do that was to prove that God's divorced you from sin. It doesn't exist anymore. Isn't that good news? Okay, you getting this? All right, let's keep going. So we know, that the, we know that the true cause of death has to be eating from the wrong tree. So what, well, where, is, where is eating from the wrong tree in the story of Noah? I'm going to show you this. this. This will be fun. All right, now it came to pass, Genesis 6-1. It came to pass when man began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born to them. Sons of God. How many guys, if you believe in Jesus, you are a son of God, right? If you believe that you need to work for it, you are a what? Son of the devil, isn't this simple? Okay, so what happened? The sons of God saw the daughters of what? Flesh, man, man's works. Okay? So, I'll, I'll explain all this. The sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful and hot, right? And they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. So the sons of God Mixed with flesh, man's works, what's it going to produce? Death. I'll explain all this. So, let me, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man and the great in the earth, and that every intent and the thoughts of his what? His heart were what? 100% works. You guys get this? 
See what I'm showing you? Okay. Cain and Abel, right? Who killed who? Cain killed Abel. What did God, what did Cain bring at the east end of the garden to the mercy seat and the flames and the cherubim? What did he bring? His toil from the soil. He brought plants. I wanted to say, hey, you know what? If you think you're going to find life in this, Adam, I'm going to take you out of the garden, and you, from now on you're going to sweat and toil the ground to produce some, any life. Right? So Cain is a picture of the son of the devil, son of man, man's works, right? Because the works of the flesh are obvious. It produces anger, strife, murder. So Jesus, when he tells the Pharisees and the Sadducees, okay, New Covenant, he's talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and he says, your father is who? The devil, because he was a murderer from the beginning. What happened in the beginning? Cain thought he could find works. Adam and Eve ate from the wrong tree, so he was descending. He goes, you know what? I believe that I'm going to be good enough where God will be pleasing to me. See, look how good I am, God. Here's my works. He presents the plants. And what does God say? Cain, would you just stop this? I love you so much. I presented a sin offering. It's right at your door. It's crouching at your door. If you bring that, I'll be pleased with you. Follow me? Abel brought what? A lamb. He brought the blood. Follow me? And was God pleased with Abel? Yes. So what happened? Works of the flesh produces anger, strife, murder. The law will always persecute grace. That's why people hate Christians. It's true. Because we're not sharing with them the goodness of God and going, man, you're forgiven. He loves you perfectly. He favors you. No matter who you are, this is the good news of Jesus Christ. Step into him. And it's not stop sinning. The message is, it's impossible to sin. He's removed it as far as the east is from the west. Don't you know the good news? Amen? So, Cain kills Abel, and then what? I got to produce another son. So they produced who? Seth. You guys get it? So, Seth's descendants sees the babes of Cain. Man, they look pretty good. What was the original sin? Adam and Eve are hanging out in the garden. What does the devil come and do? See that tree? Looks pretty good. Isn't that what he told them? Hey, I, there's a way that seems right unto man. That God, if we're good, if, we're, if, we're, if, we, if we do enough and serve God good, man, we're going to produce fruit out of that. Because you can never. It'll only produce death. Follow me? You guys getting all this? And what did the devil do? He, were, they all, were they already the sons of God? And sons means I'm co-equal with God. Everything the Father's house I have, I have. So the enemy comes along. He goes, it's not good enough, Ed. Right? It's not good enough, Justin. If you eat from this tree, then you'll be like God. Huh. That sounds pretty good. You see all this? Hey, it looks good. So the sons of Seth, the sons of God... The believers that believed in Jesus, the believers that were descendants of, if I bring a lamb, I'm righteous and holy, mixed with the believers that I'm going to bring my plants, my own toil, my own works, and serve God, and someday he's going to be pleasing with me. The law and grace mixed, and you know what's going to produce? 
Their hearts became increasingly evil. A little leaven ruins the whole thing. They could no longer believe God was good and not judging them. And God works through the heart. So the only way, God's like, listen, was he telling them to get into the, get in into the ark? Was he warning them? Guys, there's judgment coming. What is, he, is he angry at them, going to kill them? No, their heart is what wouldn't allow them to receive the goodness of God. That's what it says. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent and thoughts of his heart was only works-based. There's no grace involved in this thing because the sons of God mixed with works produces death. It has to always be that that causes death because the very first death was they ate from the good and ate from works and they mixed them. So anytime you're going to find death, go look for the mixture. Does that make sense to you guys? Because the sons of God mixed with works because it looked good. These girls look good, right? But you know what it produced? A heart that is only works-based. That's why Jesus, Barbara and I were kind of joking about this. How many guys, you didn't dare cast a demon out because you thought seven bad demons are going to come and jump in them, right? I was taught all that nonsense too. I'm like, Jesus, I should keep this demon. Because seven bad ones are going to jump on God. It's so brain damaged now when I think about it. You know, I'm like, what? who taught you this? That's what, that's what God always said. This persuasion doesn't come from me. That's what he told him in Galatians, right? Your heart is continually works-based. It's evil. It's bad. Follow me? You know what was Jesus was saying there? Listen, hey, Jews, if you get rid out of me, you know what you're going to produce? Right now, you've got a covenant. You've got a covenant with God where if you fail, they can still bring a what to the high priest? A lamb. You've still got a little bit of grace in here, Right? I'm going to give you this law thing that you, can no po- you can't possibly do it, but if you fail in any way, guess what? You're still going to be righteous if you bring the blood. And Jesus is going, listen, if you reject me, your old covenant is fading away. Didn't that say Moses is fading away? It's, it's glory is fading, etc. You're going to replace it with 100%, seven's always perfection, complete. You're going, to per- you're going to bring seven more works-based things until your heart is going to be 100% works, Jews. Not, there's not going to be seven scarier demons that have more authority and you don't have authority. Just stop, okay? You have authority over all principality and power, and that's really just any principle that's other than Jesus, his name is above anything. Don't, don't, who taught you that nonsense, okay? It's not seven scarier things that are going to jump in you. He's talking to the Jews again. He says, listen, if you cast this old system out and you don't replace it with the spirit of me, you're going to make it 100% evil, 100% works, where there's not even going to be a lamb for you anymore. You guys get it? Okay. Does that make sense? So don't cast that demon out because seven bad ones are going to jump on you. Don't you know they're under your feet far above all that retarded teaching? Okay. All right. So the Lord saw that the wickedness of man went great on the earth and that every intent and thoughts of his, you know he's not talking about their actions. He's not going, they're doing this and this. The days of Noah. The United States is going to hell in a handbasket. Look at this. Hey, we don't have temple prostitutes like they had in Corinth. We're doing pretty good. Follow me? It's, that's nonsense teaching to me too. Like, come on, guys. No, that's not what he's talking about. He's going, hey, they were just going about life as normal, and Noah's going, get in the ark. There's judgment coming. You mixing law and grace is eventually going to kill you. Follow me? That's what the story's all about. And what happened? A what came and killed him? 
A flood. Didn't we just say that Jesus stilled any flood? There's no more flood. Hallelujah. That was all a picture of judgment. There's no more. You guys get in Scripture now? We try to take this thing so literally sometimes we get all confused. And if you take it literally, the logic always runs out. Follow me? It's, got, it's stories because, again, like if, if, if God doesn't move until I rest, how do I know I'm resting enough? Hmm. Yeah. See, now it's basing it on me, and the covenant was perfect. No, it's a perfect covenant. Whether you're resting, not resting, I move 24-7. I am a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to give you rivers of living water. It never stops. It's just your heart won't receive it. I don't hold any good thing. Whether you rest, don't rest, it's all messed up. I just come. Who taught you that? Well, the best teacher in the world taught me that. I know. I know I'm coming against this. But come on, doesn't it make more sense that he never withholds anything? Because it says he never withholds anything, but only if you don't rest enough. Come on, it doesn't work. The logic just falls apart. He never changes. He is who he is. Right? Was the woman caught in adultery going, oh, God, I'm resting so good right now. She was panicked. Right? And what did God do to you? Get your belief level a little bit higher. No way. We've talked about that. We'd get divorced so fast. Go, honey, I'm only going to do this if you've got enough faith. See, I'll show you faith. Right? <laughs> See, he's a good, if we understand this in our, in our flesh, come on, doesn't he understand it being the heavenly father? Because I know you guys, I, I created you, I know how you're designed. I need you to know that you're, I will never judge you, and my favor of God doesn't stop because of sin, my anointing doesn't stop because of sin. In fact, I've removed it from the east and from the west, it's impossible for you to live in it. All I do is favor you. The only thing that's going to kill you is teach, wrong teaching that you believe in your heart. Because that's the original death, and that will always be the death. Follow me? Okay, and then he goes, you're all going to die, but guess what? I, I judged that system. So I was on that cross. I was like the serpent. I judged that works-based system. I judged the devil, right? And what did it lead to? Death, follow me? But then guess what? What he did? On the third day, I rose to prove to you that I say, paralytic, get up and walk. That's what that whole story's about. To prove to you that judgment's gone, raise up and walk. He rose for our justification. We think it's about this supernatural faith. The whole story is about Jesus. Every scripture has to be about Jesus. You guys get it? Okay, whatever. Am I making any sense to you guys? Okay, so I want your heart, and, I want your heart to not be evil at all. I want you to have a cleansed heart, is what it says in Hebrews, right? No more consciousness of what? You falling short of his grace. It's not because of your actions. It's a wrong belief system that I believe unless I do this more and do this more that God's going to favor me. He judged that system. He said, I'm going to just favor you because I'm good. I'm a good, good father. And I just give freely all the time, 24-7 land flowing with milk and honey. Every promise is yes. Anything you put your hand to, I prosper. Sin, who told you that? You're free from it. That's been cut off. You guys get it? I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to give you as many scriptures as I can. It all points to the same thing. Okay, let's finish this up. So we go to 6-7. Then the Lord said, I will destroy man I've created from the face of the earth. And we'll probably get into this, some of these because it seems like he's destroying us, but it can't be because he is love and he's life. The only thing that can destroy you is a heart that won't believe in Jesus. I believe something that's incorrect, that he's only going to favor me if I do something more. And if I know the Bible more. Baloney. I know people that know so much of the Bible, they can't receive one thing. Because their heart is continually, I got to know more. Right? 
that's puffed up. I, I like to go, huh, I have no idea. But I, here's what I do know. All things work together for my good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, but you caused the problem. All of us caused the problem, right? He's never the problem. We're the problem. Well, then he, in fact, my friend Tom, I get so irritated by the, now I get what Jesus' indignation was against the wrong teaching. It was against the Pharisees and the Sadducees, never to the person, never to the sinner, right? He corrected, he chastised the, the chastised means I'm going to correct your, the right thinking to the multitudes. And that's, what did he tell them all to, hey, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, it was full on, right? You, you, you teach that you have to do, follow rules. I'm going to judge that system. Your father's the devil. He, that causes murder from the start. That's who you are. You whitewash tombs, you vipers, you snakes. You guys get it? The multitudes, he changes, and go watch, it'll say, then he left the house. What's the house? Israel, right? He left God's house. Judgment's going to come at the house of the Lord. In fact, I was in this men's Bible study, and they were like, oh, jeez, I can't hang it. Now, we're the remnant. You're not the remnant. <laughs> we're, the, we're the Christians that are the remnant. Like, you're the Christians I want to give some faith to. Because like, it destroys man. Follow me? They're, they're boasting in themselves, man. We're these business leaders in town, and we're all this, and we're the remnant. I go, you're nothing. You're nothing. You're nothing. It's... Anyway, I will destroy man. I've created from the face of the earth both man and beast. But what, what do we know that causes death? It's not God. So I'll, I'll talk to you about what destroy. Typically what you'll find is, he goes, their heart is continually evil. There's nothing I can do for you. Because you're completely rejecting me. You're going to die. And it's usually a permissive tense where God's not the one performing it, where he's always warning them. Jesus is a picture. Did he warn the Jews? Did he warn everybody? Get into me. Hey, this old system's going to be judged right? Don't we see all that? Okay. And he never changes. So he's always trying to warn you about a, a judgment, but it's, it's you, the wrong belief system, that's going to kill you. And he's going, unless you get into Jesus and you start believing the right thing, you're going to die. Okay? So both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I'm sorry that I've made them, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, you guys have seen Joseph Prince enough. What does Noah mean? Rest. See, and this is where I disagree with the teaching a little bit. Until you rest, that's when you're going to find grace. I don't read it that way. Because he says, I never withhold anything good. And I flow. Every promise is yes and amen. Now we've made a promise on that. Well, until you rest, then God... You get what I'm trying to say? I'm not... I know it's scary, man. I'm like, who am I to talk about? I disagree with Joseph Prince, but that doesn't fit with me. Like, if I'm not resting enough, then he doesn't move. No, he's moving constantly, but my heart is evil. It's workspace where I can't read it. He's trying to persuade my heart. That's how God moves in the new covenant. I'm trying to get something in you where you believe the right thing about me. It's a covenant that I'll never break. Well, if you rest enough, then I'll break it. See where that leads to death, in my opinion? Okay. If not, keep trying to rest. When there was a rest, Noah was the only one that says, I could look in the, the eyes of God and go, he's not a judgmental God. His eyes are full of... Grace. He's the only one. It says there was one perfect in the land. There was one that still didn't mix good and evil. There was a lineage, a remnant, that said, you know what? We're going to find our life through the lamb and not mix it. They didn't go mix with the daughters of men. They were straight from the lineage of Seth, sons of God. It's a picture of that. Follow me? 
They didn't mix law and grace. So Noah, and God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. I'm going to judge man's effort. Right? And Jesus said, just as the serpent, what was the serpent? The one that got man to believe in mixture. It's called a televangelist today. Whatever. (laughs) Hey, seriously, turn on the TV once. See how good you feel after about three hours of Christian television. You'll find death most of the time because they mix it. Follow me? It'll always be you need to do something more, do this more, do this more. It's subtle. They won't say that, but they'll get teachings like that. Until you rest, God won't move. Now that'll bring death. Yeah, well, I'm, that's next, bro. I'm going to tell you to throw money at my feet pretty quick. Because I'm the man of God and how you're going to receive my anointing. You can throw money at my feet. Didn't you watch television? Come on. How come you're not throwing money at my feet? <laughs> he judged that system. I pour out my anointing on all flesh. Follow me? Anyway, all right. So the end of all flesh has come before me. I'm going to judge flesh. There, no, cut that tree down. Nobody shall ever eat from that tree again. That's what Jesus was saying, right? Because it cannot produce fruit. It can only produce death. And that tree was works-based, okay? So, I will fill with violence to them. Behold, I will destroy them in the earth. Make yourself an ark. What's the ark? Picture of Jesus. Ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark covered inside and out with pitch. It's the Hebrew word kofar, which really means blood of atonement. I'm going to cleanse you inside and outside with Jesus' blood. That's how you're going to escape this judgment. It's going to be Jesus only, the lamb only, not mixture of old and new. It's not a mixture of law and grace. It's not a mixture of good with works. It's going to be full-on Jesus' blood. That's what he's showing them. Isn't that awesome? Okay, let's wrap this up. You guys making, is this making sense to you? God can never cause death because he's life and he's the resurrection. It was their own mixture. So we saw that every death, now, now you can start going through Scripture and go, huh. Well, then I've got Sodom and Gomorrah wrong too. Did God warn them too? Yes, didn't he? What did he tell Lot's wife? Don't look back. Look back to what? What's that a picture of? The old. Don't go back to works. Only Jesus. She looked back. What happened? God threw a rock at her and hit her on the head. No. No, that's how I was taught in Sunday school. Oh, jeez. God's irritated about this deal. He's sending fire and brimstone at my head. Follow me? If you put your seat, if you put your shoes, this is what my mom taught me. If you put your shoes on that, in fact, Mr. Vermeer, if you're watching this, I went to my hometown. Mr. Vermeer was my math teacher. He goes, call me Wayne. I'm like, Mr. Vermeer, my mother saw you call you Wayne. It's like if me putting shoes on the church pew. Whole. Oh, I felt the wrath of God and mother and man and everything. She slapped me so hard, my grandparents fell down. That's like, right? Generations are going to get cursed from this thing. <laughs> Isn't that what we were taught? Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. God, what, God is love, is he not? He wants your heart to be not continually evil where there's no room for him. He wants you to go, my yoke is light. I give to you freely. All I do is love you. You're perfect in my eyes because I've removed sin from you. Cross over into the new covenant where it's just favor upon favor because the covenant's between God and the Father that means every promise now is yes isn't that good news how many guys are mixed up sometimes like me you know what I do I remind myself 
Ha! Oh, thank you, Lord, that I'm not eating from the wrong tree. That I only my life, my favor, my anointing, my health, everything is free because of Jesus. I don't mix any works. I'm not saying I do this perfectly. Trust me. That's not what I'm saying, right? Because then he will hit me with a rock. Burning. <laughs> Follow me? Okay, it's like me calling Mr. Vermeer Wayne. My mom would come out and she'd be upset that I called him Wayne because he's Mr. Vermeer to you. Yeah, I know. Okay, got it, mom. All right. God's love is for, you, is for you is complete. It's perfect. It'll never change. It never changed. The message from the beginning was always, who taught you that wrong thing? I'm going to judge that system. My wrath is going to be, I'm going to rescue man from the wrong teaching. I'm going to show you that the serpent... That wrong teaching that he got man to believe the wrong thing was put up on the cross in the wilderness. And what color was it? Bronze. The serpent's teaching that you have to do anything besides Jesus, that system's going to be judged. And Jesus was just a picture of that. He goes, listen, I did everything perfectly and law's going to, you guys, this, this workspace system, all of your wrath is going to fall on me. God's wrath didn't even fall on Jesus. That's another one that I'll teach you. It's awesome to me. Because if, he's, if he never keeps record of wrong, why would he be ticked off at me? Why would he be ticked off at Adam and Eve? He never changes. Love's perfect. He keeps no record of wrong. You, you heard that at your wedding. How's that going? <laughs> right? Dave and Rose, you'll have a perfect marriage if you keep no record of wrong. If you were like us, we fought on the way to the honeymoon. <laughs> Didn't you hear what the preacher just said? <laughs> I'll show you what the preacher just said. See, right? <laughs> I love you, sweetie. It's awesome. It really is. We did fight, though, that night. Did we fight that night? Maybe the next day. I don't remember. We kept record of wrong the next day. Anyway. And so do you. That's why you laugh. It's like Seinfeld, right? It's, it's truth. There's truth in jest, which is fun to me. So, God's love for you is perfect. He never judged, he never judged us. He goes, I came to save you, not judge you. And Jesus never changes. The Father never changes. The Holy Spirit never changes. So now you can read Noah and going, whew. The only, it's not God zapping all these guys. He was trying to warn them, get into Jesus because you'll find life there. Any other thing that you're mixing, you're seeing that, that those babes look good. Hey, that law, keeping all this teaching looks really good. That's really what it is. Hey, read your Bible more. Pray in tongues more. Do all this more. Wow, that looks good. I think I can find life there, right? And you can't unless you know it's about Jesus. That system will kill you. That system was judged on the cross. He died, but guess what? He even conquered death. All you have to look forward is glory. It's good news. That's all you have to look forward to. Amen? Because I don't care what it looks like here. It might get bad, might get good every now and then, but hey, praise God, I've conquered this thing. All it's going to get is gooder and gooder. I know that's not a real word, but it's going to go from glory to glory. Does that make sense? We're in good shape in the new covenant. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's not about sin anymore. He's removed that old judgment system. Okay? All right. So mixing law and grace is what caused death. That's what caused death in Noah, and I'll show you that's what caused death in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where you'll always find death. If it's nothing but Jesus, full-on hyper-grace, I know all you. That sounds like hyper-grace. Hey, a little bit of law is death. It better be hyper-grace, because if you mix anything with it, guess what? It's going to cause death. If it's not hyper-grace, it's the wrong message. It's Jesus only. Amen? And he does that. He goes, where sin abounded, God, grace did what? Balanced. No. Hyper abounded is what it says. Hyper, hooper. Go look at it. Every time it says hyper, hyper, hyper. My grace is hyper. Amen? 
But that sounds like hyper grace. God mix a little of the tree of the good and evil in it. Look at me. I don't even eat that, drink that. I don't do anything. I read the Bible more than you. I pray in tongues more than you. Look at me. That's death. Does that make sense? That's called a puffed up. That system's been judged. Follow me? Does this make sense to you? There's nothing but good news for you in your future. That's all you need to know. Praise God, because every promise is what? Not maybe anymore. It's yes. Okay? You guys get it? So the Father works in your heart. That's what he said. When you mix a little bit of grace and law, guess what? It's as if you, the whole thing goes continually evil. It's, you mix a little bit of leaven with it, guess what? Your heart is nothing but evil. Because a little bit of leaven does what to the whole lump? It spoils the whole thing. So it better be hyper grace, in my opinion. Follow me? Because a little bit of works does what? Doesn't perfect love casts out what? Fear. He says because fear has what? Torment is what it says. Oh, God, I can't. Why can't I get over this sin? Why can't I be good enough? If I read the Bible more, I'm going to find life there. Why can't? I, why is this not working? And then you take the the total. Heathen like Barb and I. We were great once. Awesome at it. I loved it. It was fun. Never changed a thing. It was a blast. Right, Laura? <laughs> we were sharing a little bit of our past last night. It was kind of fun. You guys. It's fun, actually. It's more fun than whatever. Look at Laura. Whatever. If you want to be boring, that's fine. All right. The Father works in your heart. That's what he said. Listen, if you mix a little bit of, of law in there, your heart can't receive, even though he's trying to flow 24-7. And we saw that with the, the healing codes and the, the, the love code and Carolyn Leaf's teaching. He goes, your body physically doesn't create the right neurons in your nervous system, in your brain, anything, unless you're operating in perfect love. And perfect love means I keep no record of wrong. You're perfect in God's eyes for the rest of your life. That will cause you to fight the right neurons to actually go, I can be successful. I can have a good business. I can do all this stuff because of the, I'm inspired from the right spirit from inside where I go, he's my dad now, and I can ask him for anything. I can come boldly to the throne because he separated sin. He cut that flesh off. It's been judged. We go on dry ground with no sin right to the Father into his house. Does that help? Okay, so what does that mean? He loves you perfectly. Is the anointing based on you? No. Is the favor of God based on you? No, it can't be. He, the Father and the Son cut a perfect covenant. Is the, is the anointing God based on whether you've forgiven a person or haven't forgiven a person? No. My friend Tom, he asked me this. He goes, Mike, this, I just heard this huge pastor out in California say, God can't forgive unforgiveness. I just wrote, that is total, absolute bunk. He's forgiven man as far as the east is from the west. He's talking to the Jew where they said, listen, forgive so that I can forgive you. But then in the new covenant, says, hey, you should forgive people. Why? Because I've already forgiven you of everything. Right? What if you don't? Does his favor cut off? No. It flows 24-7. Is that good news? Okay, stand to your feet. I hope that's good news. I'm trying to give me a little feedback. because you're irritated you had to come to church too. You were hoping it was canceled today. I kind of was. So, sorry. <laughs> it's like... Oh, Lord. The pastor doesn't show up, then what? So, all right. I was really hoping to just go in my shorts and pajamas and, hey, guys, welcome. <laughs> Yankee game started 35 minutes ago. What's this pastor doing up here? Right? Hey, the good guys are winning this year. Yankees have a... Uh... Dave and Peggy were talking about that, right? Yeah, amen. I'm going to show you some culture. 
We're going to take the subway to 161st, and it's beautiful, Peggy. I know you like Broadway and all that stuff, but I'm going to show you how the real stuff. Okay, we still go to Broadway. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I will. I promise. I'll take you. Trust me. I don't need a lot of reasons to go to New York. So anyway, all right. When the Father works in your heart, when your heart is persuaded, his love for you is constant versus mixture, you're going to find life. Follow me? Does that help? Okay. So what can we ask for? Whatever we need. Whatever you require anything, I'm not going to pray for you because in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. And because of the left off, the ox on the cross, all of you can now go boldly to the throne. We have the spirit that cries He's my dad, and he's good, and he's going to take care of me. You guys get it? What if you're full of sin? Doesn't matter. Mm -mm -mm. It's impossible. Wait a minute. He took that far, far away to the first man. And the minute all that judgment was gone, the Holy Spirit fell on Jesus. Amen? And because if you step into Jesus, guess what? You all freely receive his anointing. You receive every promise in the, in the new covenant. You're sons of God. Don't ever mix it with flesh, meaning I have to work, because that'll kill you. You guys get it? All right, so what do you need? That's you between you and the Father. You know what, what's really cool? You don't need a priest. You don't need, you don't need the man of God to pray for you, even though I'll pray for you. You all can freely pray to him. What if I don't pray? Ten reasons why your prayers aren't being answered. Because of that teaching is why your prayers are being answered. You idiot, right? By the time it reaches the Father... Guess what? It's the perfect prayer is what it says because it passes through the high priest. Amen? So I don't know how to pray. Stay that way. Because guess what my kids do? They act like children. Dad, I need this. What do I do? Solomon? You need to get into that Bible more to build your faith. In fact, pray in tongues more. Come on. Your belief level is not where it needs to be. That's evil. It's mixing law and grace. What does the Father do? He's free. Now, he's 17, so we're starting to teach him some things, right? Hey, Solomon? That's what needs to happen. But if he needs anything, what am I going to do as a good dad? I'm not going to tell him he has to read his Bible more and pray in tongues more. That's like common sense to me. I'm a good dad, most of the time. Because we're human, right? It's, I'm not saying I'm, <laughs> trust me, right? Yeah, anyway. All you guys can go straight to the Father, and he loves you perfectly. There's nothing wrong with you. Because it was never your fault, it was that system that got you to believe the wrong thing about me. All I have is grace in my eyes for you. Noah, I don't need to work anymore. Rest. Realize that it's, stop, it's time for man to stop working and just freely receive grace. That's what God was all about. That's what he's always going to be about, and he'll never change that. So you can come freely to the throne. You're, you're going to receive mercy going, God, I thought you were mad at me, Lord. No, I've never been. I've been mad at the devil because he taught you to believe the wrong thing. And I'm going to judge the wrong teaching. I'm going to put it on a pole. I'm going to show you that you can never find life there. Because Jesus fulfilled the law perfectly, and yet he, that system was judged. He be, it was judged. He became a... He took the judgment of that system. Not, not God wasn't mad at Jesus. He's love and he's life. He was, if he never keeps record of wrong, then why did all of our sin jump on Jesus? And... Right? No, he goes, I'm going to judge the serpent's teaching. That's the thing. Because if we saw Jesus, the only guys he grilled were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The teaching that you have to do something to be pleasing to God, I'm going to judge that. That system's gone. You'll never eat from that tree again. See, I'm just trying to show you how all the scripture is about the same thing. Does that help you guys? 
All right. So, Father, we love you. We praise you. Let's just, let's just worship him. You're awesome, Lord. Gosh, just let us see that you were never mad. But we can find grace in your eyes. That's all you ever wanted us to see. You wanted to rescue us. Your heart was always been heaven meets man. Heaven meets earth. We can just live in your fellowship 24-7. So, Father, we just thank you that let their hearts be persuaded. You love them perfectly. You don't see any challenge. You don't see any habit. You don't see any bad stewardship. You see none of that. All you see is your perfect son. You go, come on, freely receive. Don't let your heart be mixed with any kind of works or evil. It's freely received from the Father. So, Father, we thank you that you always provide everything for all these people. They can rest. Father, they, you provide perfect healing 24-7. Whether they've forgiven anybody or they haven't forgiven anybody, you don't withhold healing. You've judged that system of teaching. So, Father, we just say thank you. We thank you for miracles in people's lives because that's just who you are. You're good, good Father. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. amen.